0: the kind of men and women God uses in the prayer closet, the kind of men and women that God uses in the proclamation of the kingdom, the kind of men and women God uses in seeing national revival and awakening, are those that can look beyond Goliath and see God. Welcome
1: to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. And now, your hosts, Bill Eliff and Kyle Reno. Well, welcome to the One Cry podcast, and we are so thrilled you joined us today, Kyle Reno, and this cup that I almost knocked over, (laughs) and uh, I'm Bill Eliff, and uh, we're just uh, so excited about a new series about Believing Beyond uh, for these four weeks, and today... We're on, we're going to talk about some giants. Some
0: giants, bro. We're going to look at a giant slayer. You
1: know, I I got to tell you this. I was on a plane one time. I travel all over the <laughs> I country. I have not heard this story till right uh, now. <laughs> yeah, and you never heard this one. And I mean, it's not all that funny, but I was... This, I came in and I always get the biggest guy. I'm a big guy. I'm
0: going to say, come on now.
1: The biggest guy always sits right next to me. You're talking to about a 6'4
0: guy over there, Bill, right now.
1: 6'4. But anyway, this guy came and praise God he didn't sit down right next to me. (laughs) So he sat in the row, just right across. Sure. And maybe one of the biggest humans I've ever seen in my life. I'm not talking about. You know, obese. Yeah, you're just talking about massive. He was massive, and and he kind of filled up two seats. His shoulders filled up two sh- uh, two seats, and I just I just looked at him and I thought, what in the world is this human being? Yeah. Well, he was a pro football player. Get out. And, you know, probably zero body fat, whatnot. <laughs> you know, you just. And the funniest thing was, we started talking about everything. Yeah. And afterwards, we got up, you know. And and he got up and he got up and he got up and he got (laughs) up. He just kept getting up and then he turned his head turned and he kept getting up and he kept getting up and he just you know his his head went farther farther, to this U shaped and I thought that's the biggest man I've ever seen.
0: (laughs) You're not made for an airplane, sir. No,
1: and he was probably you know close to seven feet, probably six eight six ten, something like that. But this guy didn't hold a candle to Goliath. No,
0: not at all. There
1: no. was a guy we're going to talk about today, nine stinking
0: feet <laughs> tall. Nine foot pagan. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 it's so true. I mean, when you get around a guy like that, I, I had a, a granddad that said one time about a dude, that, well, he goes, he takes all the light out of the door. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'd like to take a moment and really encourage you to go to the website at com, And when you go to the website, take some time to navigate there and you'll find resources that can really help you in your pursuit of revival and spiritual awakening some of those things bill would never say this but i can say about him god has used bill in a mighty way to write some resources that can really help you there's the one cry book that he wrote with byron that's fantastic and some other books there that you can find And also there's journeys that'll help give you prompts and practical ways to walk in greater intimacy with God. So I just want to encourage you today, take some time at onecry.com, navigate and and find some ways to help foster your relationship with God through these powerful resources. Go check it out. (laughs) He just feel well, you know, and and here's the truth just talking about uh, in light of the series. That we've been in, we just started last week. Believing beyond uh, that, you see this faith principle across the whole of Scripture. That God is continually calling humanity, He's calling sons and daughters to believe beyond what they can see, uh, to believe beyond what they have known, to believe beyond what's happened. Uh, And today, I want to—I just want to put a call out for us to believe beyond our own giants. Um, believe beyond the giants of our personal life and believe beyond the giants in our day. And we got some. And so let me give you a little context because context matters. If, if you know what's happened in the story here, David is at home and his brothers are all off fighting uh, with the armies of Israel. And dad, Jesse, says to David, hey, let me send you with some food. And you know the story, but just to help walk us into the spirit of the story. Uh, I'm going to send you with some food. Uh, to give to your brothers, check on everything, see how the war's going. So David is willing and ready. <laughs> he takes off to the battlefront uh, to go and see how things are. Well, when he gets there, he finds that the Lord is being defied. I like guess that's, that's a, it's a big statement in all these things. That the Lord is being, that the Lord's being mocked and that every day, day by day, uh, this nine-foot giant has taken all the light out of the sky. And he's taking, he's taking all the hope out of Israel. Because they had a rule back then that, hey, listen, if you want to simplify this war instead of 10,000 people dying, let's just, I'll send one warrior, you send one warrior, and whoever wins, they win. And the others have to become servants too. Well, if you got a nine-foot warrior on your side, that seems like a great idea. And so Goliath, day by day, comes out to the battle line, and he... Mocks Israel and he mocks Israel's God, and it, it is taking all the courage, all the courage right out of the people of God. And man, I, I'm just going to tell you, just just talk for a second before I lean in on one passage of Scripture here. I think the enemy's try to take all the courage out of the people of God. I, I think that the I think that the giants of uh, sexual confusion. I think the the giants uh, in our day of political unrest, I think the giants of rebellion and anarchy, I think that the, the spirit of, of our day, I think that are mocking uh, the work of the Lord and the people of God. And I think a lot of us is taking the courage right out of us. It's taking the courage right out. that no, we just don't know. We're very uncertain about the future. <laughs> very, very uncertain about the future. So David hears this and he's like, hey, y'all know that he can't do that, right? like david's and David's heart's like, man, hey, nobody gets to do that toward our God, so he starts asking, What happens if somebody kills this guy and they're like, well that that guy gets a lot if he does and and his brother, of course, he's got that brother, you know that hears that the younger brother's asking questions, and he he basically says, Your heart's all messed up, which is not true, and so David has to overcome one being the one that wasn't even allowed to go to war two. Uh, an older brother that's trying to put him in his place. Three, he has another obstacle overcome. King Saul hears this and calls for him to come, so he does. Saul tries to put him in his armor, try to try to play play king, and he 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 decides not to do that. And and, and in all of this, here's the thought. David knew that God could do it as it pertains to Goliath because he's seen him do it with a lion and bear before. So, so here's what David's not David's not throwing throwing uh, uh, stones into the dark. He's seen God do stuff. He's seen God do many things. And you pick up in verse 41. That's all context. It says the Philistine. So he's made up his mind. He's going to move toward the Goliath and says, And the Philistine moved forward and came near to David, his shield bearer in front of him. And when the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him for for he was but a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me. And I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord our host, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head, and I'll give the dead bodies of the hosts of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all may know that there is a God in Israel. <laughs> you got to love this passage of Scripture. So David walks toward Goliath. Goliath mocks him in this moment, and then David puts perspective on everything. Listen, man, you come to me with brawn, you, you're big. You, you come to me with words intimidating. You come with a sword, a spear, a javelin, but you got to understand something, Goliath. I come to you in the name of God. I come to you in the name of God. See, y'all, y'all let's talk for a second. I don't care what Goliath we're facing. I don't care what giants you see. I don't care how good a message they have. I don't care what kind of weapons they yield. They all fail in comparison to the power of our God. And the and, and, and reason why this is important as it pertains to revival and spiritual awakening, because the kind of men and women God uses in the prayer closet, the kind of men and women that God uses in the proclamation of the kingdom, the kind of men and women God uses in seeing national revival and awakening are those that can look beyond Goliath and see God, can look beyond this giant and see the power and the movement of God. You study the history of revival, and there's somebody that you'll find, many somebodies that you'll find, that could look into the face of it and have faith. Look into the face of whatever you're facing and believe. And what I love about David is, and I'll give you the Cliff Notes version here, because this is an awesome whole chapter of Scripture. David doesn't just talk. He fights. It goes on to later say that he runs toward a giant. Let me tell you what I believe. I, I believe that David in this moment knew what God could do, and he was willing to step into it to see. He's willing to wade in because in his mind, it'd be better to die for the name of his God that he knows has the power to defeat this than to sit there and listen to him be defied, listen to him be mocked. He was willing to go right at him, go right at him. Hear me. If we want to see what we're praying for in this podcast, if we want to see what we need to happen in our nation, it's going to take some men and women that are willing to run right at Goliath. And to believe that God can, can, listen to me, that God can make him fall. And, listen, and that he'll do it even through our hand. David comes with a few stones and a sling and, and lets one loose. <laughs> lets one loose and sinks it into the forehead of this giant that sends him tumbling. And then takes his own sword and, stri- and cuts his head off. Well, I, I believe, you know, I, I wouldn't order up a bunch of slings and stones for our church congregation. But I believe every prayer you you pray is you're flinging something at the into the face of the enemy, and that if if the people of God will see beyond what Goliaths we're facing in our culture right now, that the Goliath of pornography, the the Goliath of sexual addiction, the the Goliath of drug addictions, the Goliath in our day of just an overarching lack of integrity, the Goliath of rebellion. I really believe, listen, I think a call is going out to to giant slayers, to men and women that will walk into the prayer closet and time and time again will pray big prayers until we see things fall in our age. Yes, the story of, of David and Goliath is this awesome moment in redemptive history, and we're living in a different day, and we got different Goliaths, but we still have the same God. We still have the same God. And so, Bill, I know we've seen this all across history, man, where where God, where where things are standing in opposition to the work of God, Mm -hmm. and then God brings them down.
1: Well, and those are the, God loves those moments. I mean, God sets it up for those moments to glorify himself. And I, boy, you, you really just got my turn the crank, man, in my (laughs) heart with that in relation to revival because Uh, I love what you said. You know, this wasn't David's first rodeo. So I've I've seen the lion fall. I've seen the bear fall. I think of men, you know, it has been uh, 52 years Mm. since we've seen a nationwide movement. And that movement was not on the same scope that we saw in the first, second, great awakenings. Uh, It was kind of quenched by the church. But I've often said that because... We don't have fathers and grandfathers really that have were in uh, mm-hmm. a great national revival. Our prayers are weak. My our I our, our faith is small. Yeah. We we. But when you look back mm-hmm. and you realize, I was just reading this last week in the eighteen uh, fifty seven revival. Fifty, J Owen says fifty thousand people a month. Were coming to faith in Christ mm. in New York City, which had eight hundred thousand people and and you know ten thousand a week in some places, mm. there were many towns in uh in the north that uh as far as they could find, every single person had come to faith in christ now just think about this right. and believe yeah right and and what we need yeah everything operates on faith is right. men with eyes of faith who will say lord i believe you have done it in the past right. you have done it and and you can do it again right. and i've i've seen some bears go down yeah right i've seen a few lines yeah, fall yeah. and uh i just believe the lord can yeah. do it so our
0: prayers ought to match yeah. the capability of god man that's true and that's and that's a great way of saying it i think we've I'll watch some moves. And to see a bear fall is a move. Yeah. See a lion fall, that's, that's mighty. Yeah. Right. Uh, but uh, to see Goliath fall, that uh, would be a great move of God. Yeah. And,
1: and I, I, I find, Kyle, what you said is absolutely true. I think the, the cultural uh, darkness is so strong right. that we just can't fathom yeah. that God can make that turn yeah. and and could bring a change yeah. in that Samuel Davies of the Second Great Awakening said there are some times in human history when only a mighty spiritual mm. revival can bring the the transformation that's needed right. in a culture wow. and uh, nothing else will do it mm. but revival nothing right. we're impotent mm. even our best work is just doing the blocking and tackling the church mm-hmm. is is great but nationwide revival is a, a mm. part of the plan of God mm. to bring course corrections yeah. for his glory right. and for his missionary purposes. Right, And we don't see it. We see it as kind of an aberration, being a nice thing, wonderful. Little. No, no, no. Look in history. He right. has always done this. right, And he will always do right. this
0: because it's his way. Mm. And we need to believe. But you think about David too, and then we'll pray this way. Man, what was David marked by? He was marked that the—I mean—the spirit of God was on him. Yeah, you know, the, in mighty unusual ways. You know, you, yeah. you see it throughout his life, and he was because he had a heart for God. You know, yeah. and you you know that this wasn't David in just his strength throwing a stone. Mm-mm. Yeah, he had the anointing of God on his Mm-mm. life. You know, and that God had marked him for something special. And I just say we look at that though, and we think that well, that's, that's David. Yeah. Well, what if God's made made you, and He has, by the way? Uh, mm-hmm. What if God's made you for more? Yeah, yeah. What if what if there are prayers you'll pray, intercession that you'll make, stones you'll throw, stones you'll throw mm-hmm. that's gonna take that's gonna take giants down, mm-hmm. you know, that's gonna change the course of history that that will redeem generations, mm-hmm. like it was true with David. Why would it not? Here's the thing, beyond Goliath. Is the same God we're praying to today, mm-hmm. right now, even in this moment. So
1: can I can I just tell you one more story and then yeah. we'll pray. <laughs> yeah, so right. I was at a, years ago. I was at a conference on revival, and there were I think six of us that were speaking. Mm-hmm. And the the guy said there the, there is a woman here who is is an intercessor that was trained under Duncan Campbell in the Hebrides revival. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I was teaching a seminar, it kind of we had some side, mm-hmm. and this woman comes in on a uh, oxygen tank and the presence of God came in the room. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just obvious. And I thought, oh my goodness. And I wondered if that was her, and it was. After the meeting, <laughs> she came up to me and she said, you know, you're Welsh. And I said, yeah, I knew, I knew that I'm of Welsh descent. And uh, she said, I pray for you every day and your brothers. I know. So after that, we were eating supper with the speakers and I said, man, I just had this experience with miss, whatever her name was. And, and uh, and one of the other speakers says, well, I'm of Welsh descent. Another one, I'm of Welsh descent. Every single speaker no way. was of Welsh descent. No. Now, here's, here's what you said a minute ago. You don't know what you're believing God for. Yeah. It may be way out there. Wow. And I, just, I kind of think every once in a while, maybe there's some grandmother. Oh, man in the Elf line yeah. back in wales somewhere who said god send us generations of preachers and uh and and these other men you yeah. know you just don't know yeah. you may think it's one little thing you're praying for yeah. to help your country your nation yeah. no maybe it's it's generations that follow yeah uh, and it always is bigger with God, He has the ability to multiply. Well, that's my
0: great. I'll well, just echo that you know, you've heard listeners heard, and I've had a lot of family that's come to faith, but I didn't have a lot of family that had faith. But I had one great grandmama, yeah. mama story, and you know what she prayed for that God would give her a preacher in her family, God would give, and, and, and in the same year. My brother, who's younger, uh, younger came to faith in Christ. And I you. came to faith in Christ and both surrendered to ministry. Right. And who knows <laughs> oh, yeah. that what's that, ahead. Oh, I believe that in Jesus' your, name. Your yeah. boys and, yeah. and yeah. his boys. Yeah. So that's uh, so cool. Well, man, lead us to pray that way. All right. So, Lord,
1: find us faithful. Yes, Lord. Yes. Lord, protect us from a shallow unbelief. Lord, we don't want to sit on the sidelines and, and dream of only what's possible. Help us see beyond. Give us courage and give us faith, Lord, to believe you, to overcome the giants. And I pray for all who are listening now, Lord, and they they look at the personal giants that they face. And we look at the corporate giants that we face. And we just think, well, it would just be impossible for God to send to save my whole family. Mm-hmm. No, not with God. Mm-hmm. And how many thousands of stories, Lord, of somebody who's believed God for their family? Mm-hmm. And Lord, for a nation to see a nationwide revival when when everything in, the, in our human logic says that's impossible. Lord, that's the kind of challenge where you love to display your glory. And Lord, we pray, do it again. Please. Just do it again. Lord, we pray that you would slay the enemy and all he stands for in our nation. Father, the evil, the spiritual wickedness in high places that is abusing children and destroying families and ruining lives and sending people to eternity in hell. Oh, God, Mm. send a great, mighty revival that in an instant Mm. we would see the enemy fall from heaven. And just like you said, I saw the devils falling from heaven. Right. And uh, Lord, we just pray that we would see the enemy fall and the church rise and sons and daughters be born into your kingdom. So, Lord, please do it. And we're going to believe big yeah. for you to do these things in our day. In Jesus' precious name we pray.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, again, thank you for your time today. Uh, we would encourage you, as always, if these things are speaking to you, share it with somebody else. And, hey, listen, let the Lord identify and even show you some giants. Yeah. to start praying and throwing some spiritual stones at. And let's believe big together for that.
1: We want to help build your faith to believe and to pray. Right. And we've got a little resource that we want to make uh, available to you. It's called The Line of Faith. Uh, a little book on faith. And you may say, well, I don't, I don't read very much. Well, you're in luck. Uh, (laughs) This is a 40 day book. And so it's 40 little short, one to two page. uh, And the the whole first third of the book is about Abraham and his faith. And so, uh, and then about Jesus and how he believed and others who believed. Uh, I've I think it will help you grow in your faith to believe and believe big. And if you want more, uh, we can point you to a very easy site to get more. That's OneCry.com. There are all kinds of resources there. There's a place where you can give and contribute to the cause of revival and spiritual awakening. Also, right on the front page of OneCry.com are some pathways to to just hit a button that will take you into all kinds of resources for your personal, your church, or a national, a journey into national revival and spiritual awakening. Just a lot of very helpful tools. So uh, check it out at OneCry.com.